On this AV Social, number 64, Cloak and Dagger, we will be talking to Taylor Trusty of Signal Insights on the topic of competitive intelligence. Are we talking Cloak and Dagger spying on our customers? Are we stalking them? Or are we analyzing what they are doing and how we can use it to our competitive advantage? Tune in and find out on AV Social 64. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Social number 64, Cloak and Dagger. AV Nation is brought to you by Sure, Sound Extraordinary. Hi everyone, this is Dawn Mead and I'm here with AV Social from AV Nation today. Today we have a very interesting show because we're going to be talking about a new topic for a lot of us competitive intelligence. We're not talking about the great intelligence that came down with Doctor Who. And, uh, you know, we're not talking about those IQ tests you take on BuzzFeed or with a psychologist. But we're talking about trying to figure out what our competitors are up to, how they're finding success or where they're finding failures, and how we can use that information to make our own marketing and uh, social media efforts more successful. So today I am joined by Mr. Taylor Trusty. Taylor is the co-founder at Signal Insights, which my understanding is, and he'll give us more info on this, is a competitive intelligence company. Taylor, hi, welcome. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. So before we get started, um, let's just take it way back to the beginning for our viewers and listeners. What is competitive intelligence? I know not everybody that watches or listens to this show and has marketing as part of their job description has this whole marketing degree background. So, you know, taking it back for those of us that are self-taught at, at its bare bones, what is it? Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think it, it means different things to different people. To some people, it means secrets, right? It means like, what is the strategy of, in the boardrooms of my competitors, right? So, so I want to plant, <laughs> uh, you know, little microphones when they're having board meetings so that I can understand what they're saying. So I get secrets about them, right? So to some people, that, that's what it means. To others, uh, if you're a salesperson at a manufacturing company or if you're a salesperson in the industrial sector, uh, it could mean just, you know, hey, I want to know when my competitors launch a new product or when they went into a deal or when, when, when something ha- or when they merge or they get acquired or, um, or they go bankrupt or they close one of their plants or in, any of these things happen because that can help me uh, to you know, sell better or to sell worse. Uh, and, then, and then for a marketing person, it might mean, you know, what blog posts are they writing? What emails are they sending? What webinars are they hosting? What podcasts are they doing? Um, so so I, think, I think it's a wide kind of gamut from uh, what are people on social media posting about? You, you know, if you're a consumer business, it might mean uh, industry trends or, or what do my customers talk about? Um, so it's pretty wide. I'm not sure there's like one clear definition. Uh, diff- <laughs> different people have different answers to that question. All right. Um, and, and you brought up a lot of points there, which we will talk about. Um, but so based on that, then, you know, you mentioned things like um, blog and content monitoring, you know, finding out what they're doing with customers, t- keeping track of the news of competitors. So what sorts of things are involved that Signal Insights does or that, you know, competitors of yours do for sure. uh, marketing competitive intelligence as a concept. 
Sure. So as a little bit of background, I owned a digital marketing agency for 12 years before this company. And, you know, we, we built high-end websites and did large marketing campaigns for largely enterprise clients. And I wanted a tool like this. I wanted a way to track my competitors, other agencies that I was competing against. And I wanted a way to track my customers. I wanted to know if one of my customers gets acquired, that's that's good for me or bad for me, but but it's it's news that I need to know. Um, and, and so I used a lot of these tools, Owler and Cision and Meltwater and Google Alerts and LinkedIn and Zoom Info and, you know, there's tons of them. Um, and so I sold that business 2018, started this one. And, and so what we do is we collect public information about competitors. What does that mean? Blog posts, webinars, news stories, press releases, uh, Facebook posts, tweets, um, uh, emails that they're sending out. So it's public information that, that the competitors have. And then we aggregate it, roll it, run it through some machine learning, and then we, we give it to our clients. We email it to them every morning. Uh, There's also a okay. dashboard. Excellent. So this is kind of an, a marriage of good old-fashioned research and big data with, you know, with the machine learning um, end of it sort of a modern take on on just chasing down, you know, hiring a PI to follow someone around and find out what they're up to, right? You nailed it. It, it is, th th there are no secrets here, right? Like, like I'm not putting bugs in, uh, you know, in, in people's boardrooms and then selling this to hedge funds. That, that's a whole different business. Uh, th th this is public information. And, and our, what our tool does is it, is it makes it so that it takes a lot less time uh, because oftentimes there's an analyst or maybe an intern at some of these companies whose job it is to put these reports together and to learn about the competitors and keep track of the competitors. And maybe once a, once a week or once a month, they send, you know, they put a PowerPoint presentation together and, and they send it around to the team and, you know, six people look at it and 96 people ignore it. So that's <laughs> what we want to do is make that a little bit more uh, consumable, make that a little bit more, um, you know, so people really do use it. And that's why, you know, we put, I have a, I have a, you know, an agency background. And, and so I happen to know that if things look good, that people will use them more, right? If it's, if it's a nice looking email, you're more likely to open it and to use it. And, and so right. those are some of the things that we focus on um, uh, to, to kind of drive engagement in our product. I, I will tell you this between you and me and our audience, of course. Uh, yeah, I think you're wildly overestimating the AV industry in my experience, other than some of the very largest companies. Most of us don't even have an intern to do this kind of work. So if, if we do any competitive intelligence, it's just kind of, hey, I heard a rumor at Infocom that blah, blah, blah. Or, <laughs> you know, I happen to notice my my uh, competitive my my uh, frenemy from frenemy. the sales team mm -hmm. at another company is, uh, blogging about this topic, maybe we should look into this topic. So I mean, that's the kind of thing you're sort of automating it, outsourcing it, and, and aggregating it for us, you, right? You nailed it. So e even when, when we talk to companies, uh, e even, you know, and I have some very large clients, e even the even those companies, um, they're, they're not really doing this. <laughs> like they, they, they have some people on staff who do it, but it's very siloed. Um, so maybe there's a research team who does this and they report to maybe a C-level team, uh, but, but the whole marketing team doesn't have access to this and or the whole sales team doesn't have access to these things. Uh, so even at the large companies, I, I would say that's not true. What, what right. my biggest competitor is in action. That, that is who I'm competing yeah. against. I'm, I'm competing against, uh, you know, let's just not do anything. Like, like, you know, we've gotten this big and this successful. <laughs> Why do I need to track my competitors now? Right, right. 
Well, and and it is a changing world, sort of with with the uh, industries, you know, business in general. I mean, everything's faster paced. We've got this whole social world, this whole online world. You know, some companies don't even own storefronts anymore; they do everything online. You know, and not just like the the, the Amazons of the world, but um, you know, you can run an integrators out of your basement, for that matter, in some mm-hmm. cases. Um, so, I think this is a valuable tool. What what is the compelling case for for using a service like yours, or 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 actually adding this to our tool belt of marketing marketing uh, tools? Like, what's the compelling use case? Yeah, well, like you know, so I all right, I am an integrator, mm-hmm. and I've been doing just fine, and I've grown pretty well. Um, you know, what's the convince me that that competitive intelligence is something that I need to either spend my time, my my manpower or my budget outsourcing to to utilize this concept. I mean, is does it make that big of a difference? I think it's a great question. In a lot of cases, no. <laughs> That, that, that would be the honest answer. I, I think for a lot of businesses, this isn't necessary. For, for a lot of, you know, if, if, you, if you run a 15-person shop and, and, and you're doing well, um, what difference does it make what your competitors are doing? Right? right. So I, I think for a lot of businesses, that's the God-honest truth, and I would tell them that. Uh, the, I think for a certain class of businesses, uh, the competitors make a lot of difference. What are those businesses? Ones where you know it's hyper competitive and there's a lot of change going on. So there's a lot of turnover in the business. And and knowing what's what's going on, any leg up means that I can win a deal that my competitors can't. And that's not true in every industry. That's not true of every business. Um, so I would say, like small businesses aren't. We, we I don't have small business clients. You, you know, we're, <laughs> we're we're dealing with large businesses, and and when we talk with small businesses, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, and I 100% agree. Look, I run a small business, right? And and right. I, I I agree with you. I I think for some people. Uh, for some businesses, that this will not materially help them, and, right. uh, and 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 but but for others, that there's this interest, and and they're already kind of doing this, or they want to do it, or they wish uh, to do it, and 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 for those, we're a really good fit. Well, and and something you said there actually sort of rang a bell with me. It's you know you said it doesn't work for all industries, mm-hmm. just ones where there's a lot of change, a lot mm-hmm. of turnover, a lot of churn. I guess would be kind of a good word for it. You've just pretty much described the modern AV industry. I mean, you know, if you if you watch or listen to our AV Week uh, weekly news show, you know, every other week there's a company that's being bought or merged or acquired or or um, going out of business. You know, and mm-hmm. and I I don't know where you're located physically in the United States City. or world. But you're where? New York City. New York City. Mm-hmm. Okay, New York City is a pretty big, big one. I'm in the Maryland, D.C., Northern Virginia area, mm-hmm. and I can tell you, you can't throw a rock without hitting four integrators and five consultants down here. <laughs> and we also have so many customers of so many different levels and varieties and verticals that this is this could be a major uh, deal maker or breaker mm-hmm. for even some of the smaller businesses, um, which you know I. I, I told Taylor before we started recording this, you know, back when I was a, a marketing person full time and not working for an end user, I would go to trade shows and like go over to the competitor's table and like take a couple of brochures or <laughs> or send my buddy that happened to be there because he, you know, was an attendee and say, hey, go ask them a couple questions, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> um, that that sort of thing. I mean, every little bit of info helps, right? Even even for the small guys. Um, I fully agree. So. Yeah, so 
real quickly, I think just from talking to you and listening to what you're saying here, this is this competitive intelligence is sort of one of those things that matters on the bigger picture. I mean, it, it may not, it may or may not help you win contract A with client one, but it would help you develop a strategy. You nailed it. For your marketing going forward. Yeah. You nailed it. So it helps, it helps to instruct the strategy. Here's an example. Um, if we, if we are consistently bidding on, you're in DC, consistently bidding on defense contracts, right? So, so I'm, I'm trying to win defense contractors. And I happen to know that three of my competitors destroy me every time, right? Uh, if I can gain some intelligence on why, what are the ways I can understand that? One, I could, I could talk to their salespeople. Maybe at a at a conference. That's a little hard to do right now, but hopefully soon it'll be easier. <laughs> you, you know, maybe I have frenemies over there, like you said, and I can talk to them and I could take them to drinks and and ask them questions. Um, I, I think the, these are all really really good ways of doing that. What are some other ways to do that? I can listen to their podcasts. I can just I can uh, know when there's a new case study added to the website, so that I can go read it. I can know that they're blogging, what they're blogging about, because uh, you know we, we happen to know that what they're blogging about kind of gives an indication of what the internal culture of the business is. So if I can consume these things and I can put myself in the mind of my competitor, and the more that I can learn about those three competitors that destroy me in these defense contracts every time, and hopefully the more I can understand the way that they present themselves. Because if I can understand the way they present themselves and I can show how I'm different. Because cause there are ways, you know, there are different avenues when learning about competitors. There are different options that one could take. One is I can mimic my competitors, right? I could say, ooh, that's a great idea. Let me do that. I'm going to steal that idea. I'm going to launch a new podcast. I'm going to have, you know. Uh, so, so that's one route. Another route is uh, all my competitors are doing the same thing. How do I differentiate myself? You know, an another route is, is simply learning about them so I can learn the language that they use. Uh, because maybe the reason they're winning all these contracts is because of the way they talk. And the way that they act and the way that they are as right. an organization and that if I don't talk like them, I'm never going to win. And, and so these are all, I think, helpful ways of, of understanding. You don't have to use a tool like us to do these things, by the way. Right. You know, by, by hanging out with their salespeople, their marketing people, their execs, you can pick up a lot of these things, too. Uh, it's just that there are different uh, there are different routes to accomplish the same same idea. Right. Speaking of different routes, so you gave us that example, you know, three three companies that always beat you on the defense contracts, for instance. Um, would you say an aspect of competitive intelligence maybe would be for me as a salesperson or a marketer to not necessarily go talk to my competitors, but go talk to some of the end users in that vertical and say, what are your pain points? You know, what what is it that you're looking for in your good partner? I mean, is that sort of all under the umbrella of competitive intelligence and, and finding ways to differentiate yourself? It's a great question, Don. That is <laughs> that is a hundred percent it. The, the so while while we you know appeal as a competitor tracking platform, the whole right hand side of our dashboard is for tracking customers for that exact reason that you just said. So learning more about. <laughs> my customers uh, is a pathway to success. I say that also, the agency that I ran before this one, we were successful because we were extremely focused on customers. M my customers' customers. You know, you know, before we did a project, I had a team who would interview my new clients' customers. We would call them, we had a series of questions we asked them, we, we, had, we had this whole process that we followed, this whole discovery process to learn more and to get in the minds of my clients' you know, end users. It was phenomenally successful and, and, you know, on web projects and marketing projects, uh, 
And so it's starting with this kind of strategy approach and then building, right? The, the, the more I can get in the mind of the customer, like you said, the end user, uh, the, the, the better able I am to connect with them. And I know that sounds obvious, but this is a step that even very, very large companies skip. Because it's because you know it takes time and it seems kind of wasteful maybe uh, or it's difficult right like oh my customers don't want to talk to me uh, they do <laughs> they do you know especially right. if you pay them a hundred bucks <laughs> they will. Well, I, that is a fantastic point, and I'm going to take two seconds away from the show here and do a shameless plug. If you are listening or watching this show and planning to come to Infocom in October now since it moved, uh, there will be a class on the schedule about listening to your end users and what end users are looking for. Uh, my boss and I are actually presenting a class speaking on our vertical and, hey, integrators, here's what you need to know. Here are our pain points. And we're speaking from a lot of experience with other customers. So tip one, competitive intelligence, come to that class. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, one thing you mentioned a little earlier, Taylor, is, uh, you know, putting a bug in the boardroom. Mm -hmm. You know, spying on people. And, and it's kind of got this whole shady cloak and dagger kind of um, ambiance to it. You know, people are thinking, oh, we're going to be in a film noir and we're going to, you know, <laughs> uh, mission impossible into the into the competitor's place and see what they're up to. Um, how do we keep our competitive intelligence first legal? Because mm -hmm. obviously bugging your competitors and mission impossible breaking into their places are illegal. Mm -hmm. Don't try this at home, kids. Mm -hmm. But also on top of that, things that are legal sometimes aren't ethical. Mm -hmm. How do we keep it both legal and ethical? Um, any advice in that front? Yeah, so on the legal side, uh, I, I am certainly not, nor are you, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> saying to, to do anything illegal. You know, th these boardroom things. <laughs> I used to have a good friend who was in information security, and he worked for a Fortune 50 company. And one of the things they did, the reason I said this about the boardroom is because uh, before they had their quarterly retreats with, with their whole C-level team, he was part of this team that would go in and they had to scan the hotel for bugs. That was a real thing. Wow. They, they, they went in because they were worried about corporate espionage because it's a real thing, right? And, and the bugs are like in the walls, but it's also, you know, they find a way to hack the phones that's sitting in the middle of the conference room. And then, so, so this is all like a real thing. I, the, I, I'm not, you know, don't do that, right? Clearly illegal, clearly unethical. You clearly, will go to jail. You, yeah, you might. You probably will go to jail. Uh, so, so I'm not saying uh, to do any of that. Now, you know, from an ethical thing, I, I think that you know, even um, reading the press releases or or the emails of my competitors, even though they're public, they may feel unethical to some people. Right. So I think ethics is, is not for an organization necessarily to determine it. It's up to, you know, the people within the organization. These companies are all made up of people. And and if and if these things feel unethical to to people within the company, then certainly don't do it. Uh, I, I think ethics are, are up to each of us to, to decide. You know, it, it's it's um, you know, it's difficult to kind of, you know, espouse one's ethics on, on others. Uh, for for me, I think that a line is around public information versus non-public information, right? For instance, by the way, right. going to a trade show and taking uh, brochures under this false guise, like pretending you're not a competitor, to some may seem unethical, uh, and, and, or talking to uh, salespeople at competitors, you know, and feeding them three bourbons. So after three bourbons, they tell you the truth, right? <laughs> that to right. some may seem unethical. Uh, and, and, but, but, but a lot of people do it. 
and and I'm not here to pass judgment. So there's I think I think there's a lot of these things that go on. It's very context oriented, uh, and, and it's kind of up to, to each of us from a legal perspective. As, as long as the things are all public to begin with, you know, whichever thing we do is public. We don't take any proprietary information from my clients. We do no integrations. Um, you, you know, it's 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 on the it's on the up and up. I do get asked. You know, we have a lot of sales meetings where, where people ask like. Well, what proprietary information do you have about my competitors? I was like, well, <laughs> if we had it, I would be trading, you know, I'd be trading on the stock market with this and not, you know, selling it. Like the, the people with this info. Once again, illegal. Illegal. <laughs> uh, but that, that's, you know, that, that's kind of the, uh, you know, other world. Right. Well, we don't do that to be quick. <laughs> Those of us that have worked in, in this geographic market where I'm located, uh, we're very familiar with a term called elicitation, which I'm not exactly sure if it's actually a crime, but I definitely know it's unethical and you will get hauled before some information security teams if you attempt to elicit information from certain companies or certain nations or certain, um, you know, other competitors. It, it's It's actually a thing, so... Be careful when we're doing this out there, folks. This is this is uh, it can be a strange new world. You can get in trouble, but there's so much information we're not even looking at that's publicly available that can help us make decisions, right? Exactly. I mean, I mean, that's what you do, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. It's also difficult to uncover public information. So, for instance, when dealing with the government, you know, a lot of this data is is public but difficult to find, right? Um, so, for instance, if you're in the telecom industry, knowing that my competitors filed uh, a new form with the FCC, and that, that may give an indication that they're uh, moving into broadband in a certain market, or they just bought a new spectrum, or, or they licensed a new, a new spectrum of, of wireless technology, that these things can give indications for years from now, um, or they bought a new you know, bucket of numbers or, or what have you. That's public information, uh, but difficult to find. Right. Like, like, you know, drilling that down and distilling that information. Um, so that that's what I mean, is that I don't see it as like super black and white. I, I think that there's a lot of gray area in these things. And, and I'm, um, you know, I, I'm not here to change anyone's mind on those things. It, it's do what's comfortable, you know, for yourself and for the business. Right. Well, and, and you just brought that up with the with the uh, FCC and trying to dig out some of this longer term information as, you know, your example. Mm -hmm. Um, I see perhaps this is something not just that it informs our immediate strategy for dealing with our competitors, but perhaps something that we can put in a tickle file or a, you know, a keep an eye on, watch this space kind of thing. Like, hey, we noticed that they were contacting this agency quite a bit. Let's keep an eye on that over the next couple of quarters or over the next couple of years monitor that and see what 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 direction the wind is blowing for instance you know that's that sort of thing i guess that would sort of be a key use for competitive intelligence versus just not doing anything right i, I think that's a great point and and this is where computers do a poor job in other words a computer can uncover those things but it but this is where a human provides a lot of value i, I think you know as much as people talk about machine learning and artificial intelligence and natural language processing and a lot of these terms that we throw around really quickly self-driving cars all this you know these buzzwords <laughs> they really mean nothing uh but the, when we throw these things around, I think we really discredit the value that humans bring to the equation. In other words, what you just said, the, the ability, the, the tickle file and the, and the thinking around, you know what, I know, I, did, didn't we hear something similar three quarters ago? A computer's not going to do that. 
A computer has an inability to, it can draw those conclusions. It, it can, it can like connect those dots, but it cannot draw those conclusions. It, it is good at pattern recognition, very good at that, right. um, and modeling. But, but it's really difficult for a computer or any automated system to, to say, uh, to kind of draw the conclusion you just said around strategy. And, and that is a big difference between a tool like ours and, and, and a human, right? Uh, we're not here to replace humans. Uh, we're, we're here to make the humans more efficient. We're here to make the, the people doing it so you're not spending your time you know, crawling, looking for the data. Instead, you could spend your time doing the thoughtful uh, question that you just asked around, ah, you know, like what? What do we think this actually means in terms of strategy? Right. So I, I guess then what we're saying is, you know, this is going to be another tool in our tool belts and versus where we are now, a lot of companies just don't bother with competitive intelligence because they nobody got time for that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we put Timmy the intern in charge of, you know, looking through press releases and, and files. Timmy the intern isn't going to do it by himself. We're not going to do it hands on by ourselves. But we also can't just set up the computer in the corner and let it rip and, and have our answers. We're going to have to find a place where we take this info, aggregate it, you know, sort of analyze it mm -hmm. to, to develop that strategy. And that's, that's I guess, where our, our focus should be is working on our analysis skills as marketers and, uh, and uh, marketing professionals. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, think yeah. that, uh, I think that that's, that's the value. You just nailed it. Fantastic. Uh, so, you know, what, what, if you had to give us just like one last blanket statement, you know, competitive intelligence, we need to do this. Why do we need to do this? You know, I mean, we've talked about it quite extensively here. What's your number one selling point or your number one thought on this? Th this is, this is something we need to invest our time and money in. That's a good question. <laughs> challenging question. Yeah. I'll just throw it That's out there. Give us, give us something question. deep, man. We're waiting. <laughs> profound <laughs> I, I, the, my answer to this he question hates me right now <laughs> no no it's good my, my answer to this question is that is that people look at the incumbents in other words if, if you're in the dc market and and we're looking around you say well i know all the people who run you know the six the six best companies in town right and that's what people think of when they think of competitive intelligence they say oh i go to drinks with john and i go to drinks with sally and i hang out with these people but what they're not thinking about is what is the radical change that's coming Right. So what, what, who is the new entrant into the market or who is um, like who, who's going to come in? Like what, what private equity firm is going to come in by three of those competitors, roll them all up into one big one and then destroy everybody? Like what is the what is the kind of revolutionary change that 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 we see, you know, a whole different conversation. But, but money is so cheap right now <laughs> that we see uh, so much change in a lot of these industries that comes from cheap money. You know, that comes from mm -hmm. this philosophy of cheap money where we can gob gobble people up and then uh, roll them up together into one entity or, um, you know, geographic expansions from people who didn't used to be in our market. And they have a whole different way of selling and have new relationships, um, a new way of marketing that I would say, you know, traditionally, when you think of competitive intelligence, the people say, well, I know who the competitors are. But what I think is the. I'm not sure it's profound, but, but what I think is like, <laughs> if we look out over the next five years, I think a lot of industries, AV included, are going through unbelievable change. You, we saw the way software ate the world. You know, Andreessen Horowitz famously wrote this op-ed about how software is eating the world in 2012. And, and we've seen how it's happened in different industries, right? Like taxi industry and, and, and some of these others, uh, food delivery business. 
it's coming to every industry. This Zoom, Zoom with the COVID, Zoom, you know? Zoom with COVID, the yeah. conference business. Um, and and it's coming to every industry. It's coming. And and that, I would say, is the kind of really, really interesting three, five, ten-year question. Great. All right. So sort of wrapping up, then, for those of you that are watching this and saying, why, why do we care about competitive intelligence? What even is it? Why do I why bother? It's what we're already doing informally. It's what we're already doing after hours at Infocom when we go out to drinks with all of our, our you know friends. It's what we're doing at networking events. It's what we're doing online, just you know, sating our curiosity about some rumor we heard. But this is sort of just formalizing it, bringing it together, and then making business use of all of this information in a more formal way than we ever had before and putting it under this term competitive intelligence yeah you nailed it. Is that yes all right perfect well um that's sort of the end of my questions here one of the things we do here on av nation taylor since you're new here uh, we like to go to all of our guests at the end of our shows and allow them a couple moments just to give us your social media info where we can find you where we can find your company sort of contact info for interested in talking to you or signal insights further about this topic because I'm personally fascinated by it, and I could talk to you for another week, but we don't have another week. Where can folks find you online, Taylor? Sure. You can go to taylortrusty.com, T-A-Y-L-O-R-T-R-U-S-T-Y. I've also bought all variations of it, so you can spell it any way you want, and it'll probably come to me. Uh, you go to taylortrusty.com. Uh, there's you know overview there. All my social channels are there. I post on Twitter. I just post mostly articles and like long form journalism. So maybe interesting to some, <laughs> not not to others. And and uh, what's your what's your Twitter handle? Twitter handle. It's uh, you'll get a bunch of followers after this. Yeah, T Trusty, T T R U S T Y, first initial last name. Okay. Um, and you can find Signal Insights at signalinsights.io, or just Google Signal Insights. We should be the first one. Um, yeah, we offer a two week free trial, so you can go to the website, kind of get an overview of the platform, and uh, and do a trial if it uh, if it sounds interesting. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. And I will be following you on Twitter. And uh, I may be calling you to come back on another show at some point if we get a topic that uh, fits in with your with your wheelhouse there. Um, I'd love to. For all of our viewers and listeners, I am Dawn Mead at AVDawn on Twitter and all this other social handles. I can't tell you where I work these days or I'd have to kill you. <laughs> but I can tell you I'm happily at work here in the DMV as an end user now. And I would love to talk to you all on social media and see us at Infocom. We're going to be teaching a class on what customers are looking for. It's your first step into competitive intelligence if you're not already doing it. Um, and as always, you can find all of us here on avnation.tv. We have a host of variety and variety of podcasts and shows covering everything from weekly news in both the commercial and residential world as well as various uh, subtopics such as programming, uh, live events, social media, and uh, I don't even know what all podcasts we have these days because we just keep getting more. So come visit us on avnation.tv, visit Taylor, visit myself, and have a fantastic day. Go out there and get intelligent about your competitors. Mm -hmm.